coffee time. I'm surrounded by plants. I'll tell you why in just a moment. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Monday, June 1st, 2020. My name's Jeremy. And this is my first cup of coffee. Well, it might be June 1st, but I had to turn the heat on because it got down to like 35 last night. And I woke up to 50-something in the house, and it was it was a little chilly. Heat's been off for a week, maybe more. And because it got so cold last night, and because it's going to be cold again tonight, I had to bring all the plants in. Potatoes and the beets are still outside. But I've been waiting. Everybody's planted already. And it just seemed a little bit too early. I wanted to, but... My gut told me to wait. My gut told me to wait until I could look at the 10-day forecast and not see a single day with lows below 40. And knock on wood, I can plant starting Wednesday. I'll probably end up planting Thursday just because of the way the days are falling. But I now have many, many plants back inside. And they are very unhappy about it. But what can you do? Now, I spent yesterday outside. I spent most of the weekend outside. Yesterday, I worked in the backyard, cleaning out a bunch of stuff. I probably put five or six battery cycles through on the weed whacker. And by the time I think 3 o'clock rolled around, I had 16,000 steps on this thing, and the battery was dead. So, there's a lot of movement. I'm sore today. Sore in a good way. I feel, I feel good. It was really tough work. It was the first mow of the backyard when the landscaper came a couple weeks ago. I said, can you leave it, all the bees? I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but if you do, you see that I've taken a bunch of pictures of bees that I thought were fun. And I just had this flood of dandelions. Well, I mowed almost everything yesterday, left the spots that still had some dandelions. And I had to go over every spot twice. At the highest setting on the mower, the mower is like this tall off the ground, and I still had to go over everything twice. And so, with the hill that I live on, that was a little rugged. What else happened this weekend? Bunch of walking, bunch of outside, bunch of inside, lots of sleeping. It's a good weekend. It's a really good weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm looking forward to an awesome week. And it is Monday, which means we have an episode. Whose episode is today? Hmm. Episodes of Martial Arts Radio every Monday and Thursday are your money back. Come on. It's almost time for a new tablet. Oh! Today's with Mr. Jack O'Halloran. Uh, Mr. Jack O'Halloran is a name that you might not recognize. But he's been in some things that you re would recognize. He's definitely acted some roles that you will recall. Uh, he was in Superman, the old one. 
he's been acting forever and he's got some amazing stories and he wrote a book and so a lot of those stories are in the book and where does he connect as a martial artist he's a boxer but he's more than that uh his he's got more training than boxing and it was interesting the way the way martial arts fit into his life is a little bit different than it has for some of the others. So I think you'll like it. So check that out. Of course, it's here. It's in your podcast feed. It's at whistlekickmartialartsradio.com. It's, I don't know. I don't know where else it is. Frank says, good morning. It's coffee o'clock. It absolutely is coffee o'clock. So that's the weekend. What's going on? What happened Friday? Friday was a bunch of work. It's productive. It's a productive day. What's today? More of the same. More working. More client stuff. More whistle kick stuff. Mm -hmm. I gotta check on that. Just thinking of things I gotta check on. I don't know what else to say, so let's look at the questions and the comments and the things that you all write in, and if you all or you want to write in something for me to respond to, drop it below. I'll respond tomorrow. What do we got? Today, Monday, June 1st, is National Trails Day. It's also one week before my birthday. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. I miss, hold on, I'm going to read that again out of respect to Robert Frost. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. There we go. Robert Frost. I mean, pretty powerful writer with a, a strong penchant for writing about the outdoors. Um, back when I was looking at houses, there was a formerly owned by Robert Frost house here in Vermont that was for sale, and the price wasn't out of the question. The location was, though. I thought it would be really cool to say, this is Robert Frost's old house. That would fit well for me. But uprooting my life and moving to a completely different place, just to say that, didn't really work. So I didn't do it. My third grade teacher was fond of Robert Frost, and Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening was the poem that we, that at least that I recall from that year. 
there was a time when I probably could have recited it, but it's been a very long time. So I have not read or seen that poem in a long time. Hmm. We think about these environmental poets. You know, the, these, these poets from really a lot of the 1800s. And the things that they've contributed. I don't think there's anybody since that we look at that writes about the landscape and nature that we're going to be reading in another 50 years. I think it's still going to be those guys. Robert Frost and uh, uh, who was the guy from Massachusetts? This is a problem doing this is the problem with doing this show in the morning. My brain's not firing on all cylinders yet. And there's, um, well, instead of trying to pull that out, we'll just move on. Climb the mountains and get their good tidings. Nature's peace will flow into you as sunshine flows into trees. John Muir. Stacy's suggesting Walt Whitman. Uh, Whitman's in that camp. Yes, not the... Um, Whitman and Leaves of Grass. Uh, not the one that I'm thinking of. There's, there's somebody I'm thinking of. Anyway, it's okay. Climb the mountains and get their good tidings. Thoreau! Thoreau's the one that I'm thinking of. Thank you. Henry David Thoreau. Anybody who knows me, or even if you've just been around this show for a while, knows my love for the mountains and being outside. And when I think back as a kid, some of my favorite, most memorable martial arts classes were outside at the local beach uh, or in the big green next to the community center where we used to have classes. I love training outside. Aside from the bugs, if it's an area that has bugs, I really I don't do well with bugs. Went for a hike on a walk on Saturday and tried to collect some flowers that I was going to bring back to here, but the bugs were just horrendous. They were, they were literally clouding around me, and I just I couldn't deal with it. I, was, I wore a shirt over my head for the walk back because they followed me most of the way. But I think there's something to be said for training outside. And, yeah, we've done episodes about training in different environments and the importance of that, but that's not just what I mean. I, there's... you're probably not going to be accosted in your training space. Your dojo, your doje, your academy, whatever, your hall, whatever it is. You're probably going to be outside. No, well, I don't know about that. There's a good chance you would be outside. that's not it's not about that it's about 
it's the non-combative aspects of martial arts, I guess. I think that's why I'm drawn to it. To be outside, to be in nature, and to be doing this thing that is so deeply personal and makes you better. To see the world in that way. And to engage with yourself in the world. I think that's pretty powerful. Part of my birthday plans involve hiking, uh, one of my favorite hikes in the area called Camel's Hump. It's a pretty iconic mountain here in Brabant, and by our standards, it's it's tall. By others, you know, it's it's not. It's what is it, four thousand feet? You know, it's not it's not huge, but still, it's a mountain, and it's great. And I've hiked it the last couple of years on my birthday. I'm going to do it again this year. Last year, I even did it barefoot. Time will tell if I do that again. Another quote from John Muir. Thousands of tired, nerve-shaken, over-civilized people are beginning to find out that going to the mountains is going home, that wilderness is a necessity. If you were to look at where I grew up and where I live now, I've come full circle. I grew up in a small house on a small piece of land in Maine, surrounded by trees, on a dirt road with a dirt driveway, and a garden. And then I went to college in Worcester, Mass., the second biggest city in New England. I came to Vermont and I bounced around and eventually I found my own piece of land and this little house. It even has cheesy 70s wood paneling like the house I grew up in did. In fact, this house was probably built about the same time that the house I grew up in was. But there's something comforting about it, so I don't mind. Reminds me of being a kid. There are lilacs outside, just like there were growing up. Animals outside, apple trees around, like when I had grown up. I think it's critical to experience nature. And I think one of the things that the last few months have done for a lot of people is their realization, hey, what can I do? Oh, we can leave the house to exercise? Okay, we're going to go for walks and hikes. And I'm hoping that there are people who discovered or rediscovered the wilderness through all this. I was talking with a friend last night on the phone, and camping is something big that he and his family do. They camp often over the summer, and he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Are the campgrounds going to be empty or packed? And I hope they're packed. I hope people, as people have gone through all of this and they identify what's important, I hope people realize that nature is important. Just because we build homes and send people to space 
doesn't mean we're not part of nature. We're an animal. A sophisticated animal, but an animal nonetheless. And all the things that we need come from nature. Sunlight and air and social aspects. Nature is important. And to people who live in cities, I hope they get out. I hope not, not necessarily permanently, but I, I hope you spend more time in nature. It's critical. Um, what's the, the, there's a term in Japanese that translates as forest bathing. The idea of walking through the woods. It doesn't have to be a hike. We would think of it as a hike. They recognize the importance of it. It's part of the reason I have so many plants inside. And when the plants go outside, the windows go open. So I get some of that benefit. Nature. We're part of nature. we got to work with it. I'm trying to think if there's a correlation between the martial artists I know who spend time in nature and quality of their martial arts or, or some other aspect. I don't I don't know that there is. I think the sample set that I would be working from is pretty skewed because of where I live. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I can make a, a claim one way or the other about that. This could be the, the, the title page of a book I want to read. I have two doctors, my left leg and my right leg. G.M. Trevelyan? It's funny, it almost looks like travel. G.M. Trevelyan, I'm going to say it. I have two doctors, my left leg and my right leg. I've talked on this show about walking and the benefits of walking and how critical I think walking is. And that's why I started wearing this again. Because I knew during this pandemic, I was sitting way too much. On a bad day, I get 5,000 steps, which is half of what I feel my minimum is. I know where my health is when I'm up into the 15, 20,000 step range. It's great. I feel good. My digestion's better. And I believe at some point we'll do some research and realize, ah, yeah, if you can knock out 8, 10, 12 miles of movement a day, not exercise, but, you know, just walking around, you'll be a lot better off. There are a lot of a lot of biological functions that walking improves. And if you take a look at the health concerns we have as a society, walking improves them. There's almost nothing 
Walking is critical. I think I'll just leave it there. Walk more. Gently. Just walk. Amble. Stroll. Some good words for walking. Oh, can you tell I cut my hair yesterday? After my adventures in the yard, part of it was to see did I have any ticks on me. And knock on wood, I, I didn't. I haven't had a tick on me in a few years. And I think part of that is because of the birds. I keep a, there are a lot of birds around here. I try to keep the bird feeder filled. And I just I feel like that's part of it. I don't know if it is, but I hope so. Hmm. There is no such thing as bad weather. Only different kinds of good weather. John Ruskin. Well, I don't. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know if John Ruskin's ever been hiking during a forty-two degree, dreary rain, because that's gross. It's not good weather, and I don't know what it would be good weather for. balances out other weather. I understand it's necessary. Maybe that's what he means. All weather is good weather. Nah. And in case anyone thinks I'm I'm unaware, I'm I'm not unaware of what happened over the weekend in this country. I'm just not going to talk about it is not my place to talk about it. If you are somewhere where these where the protests are going on, I just I hope you're safe. That's all. And if you're not, get out into nature. I hope to buy a big piece of land and set up a destination martial arts camp like a training day, but outside. That'd be fun. We'll do that someday. Yeah, we can do that. Alright. I think it's time. I think it's time to start the day. I hope... My neck is crunching just from pushing the mower uphill. It's, it's self-propelled, but how well does a little self-propelled mower do in grass that's this tall? It was, seriously, it was... The dandelions were up there. The grass was also up there. It was, I'm looking out back and seeing that even with two, two swipes, I didn't get most of the dandelions. It's all right. My landscaper guy is going to be here on Thursday, so... I mowed because I would, in part, uh, for him, because I asked him not to last time he was here, and he, he didn't. I said, you know, is that going to be okay? And he said, you know, I'll just, I'll leave a little more time. And I was looking out at how bad it was, and I thought, you know, I like this guy, and I don't want him to avoid the yard, so I plowed through most of it and let him know. 
We're a team. We're a team taking care of nature at my home. All right. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you go check out that episode with Jack O'Halloran. I hope you drop some comments, some questions, some things below to say, hey, Jeremy, what do you think about this? And I'll let you know what I think about it. And I will be back here tomorrow at 6.30 a.m. Eastern to let you know exactly what I think about it. Go check out the strength conditioning program, the speed program, the shirts, the hats, the little bit of sparring gear that we have. Go check it all out. It's all there at whistlekick.com. Use the code FIRSTCUP15 to save 15%. Or support us on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash whistlekick. You get more stuff, more content if you subscribe or if you contribute. All right, everybody. I hope you have a fantastic, wonderful absolutely gratifying day and i will see you back here tomorrow 6 30 sharp take care peace